to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message. This morning, I want to share with you around the, uh, the theme of birthing because uh, the Lord has been speaking me, to me a lot in this season, that we're in a season of birthing. And uh, when I hear that word, I tend to cringe as a mother. Uh, I've had two children and uh, I was not one of the ones that enjoyed the pregnancy journey. The afterward is praise the Lord, I love it. I love my boys. But uh, the, the whole connotation that came to my mind with the word birthing, I'm like, oh Jesus, please help me. <laughs> but the Lord has taught me a lot about birthing in this season and birthing isn't bad birthing's just the process to life isn't it so uh so i pray this morning that something that i i share will encourage you on your journey where you're at and uh, i love the lord and i have a joke going that uh, when i i travel places and i share or i write a word the lord says to me i'll always give you a god wink lana so you'll know you know i'm uh, you're on the right track and Andrew got up this morning and I leant over to Karen and I said, he's preaching my message. That's awesome. <laughs> I felt the Lord go, you know, here's your God wink, Lana. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's good. I love how the Lord confirms his word. So I want to start this morning by sharing with you a dream that I had probably um, oh, two months ago. And uh, it was a very real dream. The Lord speaks to me a lot in dreams. Uh, I love going on adventures with the Lord at night. I love my sleep, praise the Lord. So uh, it's, uh, I love it. I love prophetic dreams. And so a few weeks ago, I'm, I'm asleep. And in my dream, I'm suddenly taken to the bottom of a mountain. This mountain is huge. And I start climbing, somehow knowing in my dream that I have to get to the top. There's something that I need at the top of this mountain. And I'm walking up the top of this mountain with a few other people and I get almost to the top and I am so tired and I'm so weary and I'm so discouraged. I have that moment where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I cannot go any further. Like, I've been climbing. It feels like I've been climbing forever. When is the top going to arrive? When suddenly... I turn around and I look out like I was climbing this way. So I'm going up the mountain. I turn this way and I look out and in front of me is a rainbow. But the rainbow doesn't go this way. The rainbow goes like this. It was like a ladder. And I'm standing there and all of a sudden I can feel this rainbow completely immersed all over me. It was so close I could touch it. But I'm still discouraged. I'm like, I can feel it there but I'm, I'm still weary. And then I keep climbing again. And suddenly the dream changes and I'm outside the, of my parents' house. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, outside mum and dad's. And again, I'm discouraged. I'm weary. I'm, I'm ready to give up. When suddenly I see my oldest son, Elijah. He's six years old and he was over this, like about over there, standing on a rock. And he looks at me and he smiles and he starts going like this. And he's stamping as hard as he can on this rock. And I thought, what are you doing? Like, the rock's never going to break. It's a rock. And suddenly, as he's stamping, this rock turns to what I think in my mind, why, is quicksand. And I think he's getting sucked in. So I'm running as a mother to try and save him. And he turns to me in my dream. 
and he says this to me, that according to the riches of his glory, may he grant you the strength with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. As soon as he spoke that, I looked out again and there was another rainbow in front of me and it was this way. And I woke up and I knew that I knew that I knew that the Lord was speaking to me. And so I asked the Lord, what is it that you're saying? I don't have an amazing, like a gift of dream interpretation. I'm on a journey. So I was really in over my head. And the Lord said to me, Lana, this is the season of double. This is the season of the double manifested promises of, from my heart. The two rainbows are double. And the thing with um, when you see the number two in dreams um, is that it means it's, a, it's destiny. It's a, it's a double, it's a confirmation from God that this is a destiny thing. And I felt the Lord saying that in the climb, in the climb of contending for whatever it is you're contending for, whether it's your, your, the promises, an open door, healing, whatever it is, in the climb, there are times where we can get tired and we get really, you know, we come to a point where we're like, oh, I just don't know how much longer I can do this. Like I've been believing and, you know, I'm in faith and, you know, nothing seems to be shifting. But in that place, the Lord is calling his people deeper. He's calling us deeper into that anchored place of knowing the height, the width, the depth of his love. To know that when you're in that place where you're tired and you're weary and things might not be working out the way you expect them to, that he is your rock and that it is through the intimate place with him that you gain your strength. Yeah. You know, in that place where you are rooted in him, nothing can shake you. You know, things might be going on around you, but it's in him that you get life. And right now, I believe that we're in a, in a season where the Lord is really moving powerfully in preparing his people, which I'll, I'll touch a little bit on later, but also that destiny appointments are happening left, right and centre. The Lord is really positioning his people very quickly. And uh, I was watching a movie recently. I was sitting here this morning thinking, what was the movie? Oh, I need my husband here because it's one of his movies, but I, I'm sorry I can't tell you what it was. But in the middle of the movie, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I'm so bored. This is so not my type of movie. But for my lo the love I have for my husband, I'm enduring this movie. It might have been something. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. And I'm sitting there, and in that moment of whinging to myself quietly, um, this character comes into the scene, and he says, you, are, you have now reached your nexus point. And as soon as he said that, I felt the presence of God over me so strong and I thought, the Lord's on this. I have no idea what a nexus point is, but the Lord really wants to highlight it. So I started looking into what a nexus point is and I'm trying to find my, um, my uh, definition. One second, sorry. The Lord's been taking me all over the shop lately. I come with a, a very well-prepared message and then I stand up and I go, oh, I'm, I have no idea where I am anymore because you're kind of taking me this way and that way. Anyway, so a nexus point. So I started looking up, what is a nexus point? 
and uh, somebody on, on Google, I had tried to find his who he was, I had no idea, but his name was William Mayshed, and he was talking about nexus points. And he says, nexus points are places where destiny and opportunity collide, where God's call and man's courage will intersect. Nexus points are strategic moments that speak to the core of history and purpose of decisions and the testing of heart. And I thought, oh my word, <laughs> that is in a, in a paragraph exactly what I feel like the Lord is leading us to in the body of Christ right now. He's making sure that our foundations are strong, that we're, he's teaching us to be overcomers in the in-between, in the, when the Lord releases a promise. I, I love Graham Cook, uh, the prophet from the, the UK, and he says, you know, often the Lord will give you a word, a promise, and then you'll feel like you've been dragged into a dark room and the, the living daylights beat out of you, and then you'll come out the other side and you come into your promise. But don't doubt the dark room because it's in that place that the Lord's removing things that could hold you back and strengthen you. And, uh, and I feel like that's been happening, and, but at the same time, the Lord's positioning us for our nexus points and the thing is is that it doesn't matter where you are in life you know how old you are what what you're doing it's never ever ever too late it's never too late you know and i feel like the lord keeps saying over and over again as my people press in their best days are ahead you know so don't let the enemy come to you and tell you you know what you've missed it or you know what's too late now that's it god's not done with you yet you know, God is not done with you. Your best days are ahead. And in this season, because of these nexus points that the Lord is leading us into, the enemy's coming full force. He's coming full force with, I saw a spirit of fear released across the body of Christ like I've never seen before. It was so intense. But in that moment, I felt the Lord saying, in Ephesians 3, 18 and 19, as my people go deeper, they will arise with courage. And the courage isn't based in your ability or my ability, it's, it's based in him. And who's with you in the fire? Who's with you in the fear? You know, who's with you in the doubt? Because the moment we put our eyes on ourselves, we're gonna start to crumble. I know I have nothing, you know, I, I can't do it. Like so often in this season, I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? You do know what you're doing, but I'm so far in over my head, I haven't got this. And he's like, but that's okay, because I've got it. And it's about your positioning. It's about where you stand. Where do you choose to put your feet in the contending process? You know, I, the Lord, um, has been working very deeply I, th because of my uh, uh, life experience and, and some uh, upbringing stuff, I learned to be very negative. I learned that uh, you always think of the worst because if you think of the worst, then when it comes, you won't be surprised. You're always prepared. You know, and so I was constantly like, okay, so I've got a situation in front of me. What's the absolute worst thing that could happen? And I'd take my mind there and I'd go, okay, if that happens, this is how I'm going to work it out but it was from fear. It was stemmed from an insecurity and a fear that was birthed in my heart of I need to know what's going on all the time because I don't wanna, like I'm so afraid of everything. And uh, in that place, the Lord began to challenge me. This was many, many years ago. And on this journey, he starts saying to me, Lana, in the birthing process, you've looked at it as negative. 
you know, you've looked at it as, look at the pain, this hurts, and it does hurt. And the Lord is, is very, he's such a beautiful comforter. You know, he loves to get alongside us and encourage us in our journey. But he often challenged me, Lana, where are your eyes in the birthing process? Where are your eyes in the contending process? Because in the birthing process, you can either, like, it, let's take labour for an example. All the mums out there will know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, with labour, you can, you've got all the contractions. You focus on the pain and it gets really bad. I remember my midwife leaning over to me and saying to me, Lana, think of it this way. Every single contraction you have is one step closer to your baby. And that's what I feel like the Lord has been saying in this season. Every growth pain, every contraction, every contending, <clears throat> excuse me, be encouraged, put your eyes on him that you're actually being led closer to your breakthrough. Because the moment we start to go, oh, this is, like, this is hard and the pain's really bad, the enemy comes in and goes, yeah, you're not moving anywhere. It's really awful. How, oh, where's your breakthrough? It looks like it's far away. And all those things start to come in. So we can hear, like, the, um, I guess, the, the screams of pain in the birthing, or we can hear the cry of new life that's coming forth. And I feel like there's a cry of new life that's coming forth in this season. That as the Lord is stretching you, stretching me, in this season it's not for your harm it is for your good the lord is extending you in this season to make sure that when you step into a nexus point moment whatever that looks like whatever door of opportunity the lord opens for you in whatever way shape or form that takes that you're ready and you're you're secure in him and i was uh, saying to these guys last night you know um the thing i love Oh, well, many things I love about the Lord, but one thing I love about the Lord is, is how he is such a big picture God. He's such a big picture God, like he's so concerned with you, where you are right now. He hears your heart, he hears the cries of your heart, he knows exactly what you're going through and he's not standing next to you going, when you get it together, I'll, you know, I'll help you out. Once you've dotted your I's and crossed all your T's, then I'll give you breakthrough. He's standing with you in the mess, in the moment, and he's working with you because he's a good father. You know, he's a good father. Even when the enemy comes to try and throw things in your path to cause problems or we face trials and troubles, the Lord is the one that is there and he's like, I know it hurts, but hold my hand because I'm with you. And in that place right now, I believe that the Lord is extending us so that we can go out there into the world and offer hope. And it's just, I find it really interesting I often will look at, now hear my heart right on this, I will look at what the enemy's doing, not to give him glory, but as an indicator of what, I, what the Lord is doing. Like I think that the enemy will always hit in the area that the Lord wants to do something. And so as I'm like traveling around, I'm seeing people really um, being hit with fear and, uh, and discouragement. And the uh, main theme I keep hearing is, I just don't know if I have hope anymore. Like, I'm just not, I, I just, I feel like I've, I've kind of, I'm so tired. I, I just, I don't know if I can even b believe for this anymore. There's no, uh, where's the hope? 
And I felt the Lord saying, Lana, the enemies come against the people of God so strongly in the area of hope because I am about to release my people into the cities and nations like they've never known before on a scale they've never known, carrying my hope, carrying the hope of the world that is him and being able to walk out and say, you know what, the world might be falling apart outside and there are tragedies and awful things happening, but I have good news for you you and you the power of your testimony is going to be so even more powerful in this season don't doubt you know what the Lord is doing in you right now because it's bigger than you it's for somebody else as well you know you never know who the Lord's going to bring across your path and you can share hey you know what this is what happened in my season recently but God but God you know and and this is a season of but God We've contended a lot as the body of Christ, you know, for revival and healing and breakthrough in our own personal journeys. But the Lord wants to make sure that you and I know that our hope comes from Him, you know, and that in the midst of the trial, the fire and the trouble, that we are not changed. Our, our revelation of Him is not changed by our circumstances. You know, that He is still good no matter what my circumstances say. You know, things might be screaming at me. I might have giants all around me saying, you know, God is not good. Look at your circumstances. You can't move forward. But to be able to stand and like Andrew said, eyeball that giant and say, I know who my God is. I know who is with me. My circumstances might be saying something else, but I choose by an act of my will to put my eyes on him and what his word says and I will not give up until I see you slayed. Amen. And the thing is, is that the slaying comes from the revelation of who he is. You know, in the fire, I felt this morning just during worship, I heard the words, you're not going to die in the fire, you're going to thrive in the fire. And I feel like if you're in a fire right now, if, if nothing else, just keep standing help like i said last night help jesus jesus help is one of the most powerful prayers you know as in your positioning of desperation help i don't know what help that's all i can say but god takes those moments of permission there is so much power on your yes there is so much power on permission that in the fire just saying okay lord i'm surrendered i don't know what's going on but you need to help yes i give you my yes again there is so much power. The Lord doesn't wait until you've got it all together. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. And I feel like, you know, the enemy has been lying to a lot of people and saying, you know, when you get here, then you'll get this. And that's not, you know, there is a, there's a partnering, there's a co-laboring with God, but that's out of the right heart. That's out of a son and a daughter, you know, working with the father, not from a, a position of fear, you know, where, oh my goodness, I better get this all right because, and then God will move. That's, you know, that's, that's an orphan spirit, you know, and the Lord's working deeply on that because he wants to reveal the heart of a good father out there. And to do that, he starts here. And in this, you know, I keep saying in this season, I feel like I say that because I feel like there is so much jam-packed in this season. I feel like the Lord is doing so many things on so many levels and really quickly. 
Um, even I had a dream recently and I didn't see anything. I just heard a voice and it said to me, Lana, the time is now, the time is now, the time is now. It was over and over and over again in my dream. And I woke up and I wrote it in my journal. I didn't really think anything else of it. I've got two kids. I didn't have a lot of time to sit down and ask the Lord about it. Ran out to the shops to do some grocery shopping. And I'm with my husband. I'm running past a jewelry store. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Look at those watches. I need a new watch. And he's like, you don't need a new watch. I'm like, I need a new watch. No, you don't. Anyway, so I'm like, yeah, I'll just go and have a look. So I'm standing admiring these watches in the window. And suddenly, one sticks out to me. It was no bigger than the other, but you know when the Lord highlights something? It might as well have been 3D because that's how I saw it. And across the face of the watch, in big black letters, it said, the time is now. Wow. And I thought, oh, Lord, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the time is now. And I started then pressing in and saying, okay, God, in the midst of my changing nappies, what are you saying? <laughs> And, uh, and I felt him say, Lana, that I'm saying the time is now because the time is now for Ephesians 3.20. I am going to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever hope or imagine. And I, I love the fact, I didn't notice this before, but in my dream when my son Elijah looked at me and read those scriptures, what's the scripture straight after it? It's that verse, you know, and I will do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever hope, imagine or dream. And I felt him, this wooing of his heart, just saying, come deeper. Come deeper in the secret place. Come deeper with me. Cry out to know my love like you've never known it before. Because we can never come to a place where we can say, I have the full revelation of who he is. Like he's so big. I th often think of the, the uh, elders uh, before the throne, you know, and the angels and everybody. And they'd come up and kind of, holy, 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 and then down again. And I often wonder, like, I wonder if every time they look up, they see another facet of who God is. You know, that's for all of eternity. Like all of eternity. And we're here on earth. You know, how much, like, how much of him, of his revelation, of who he is, can we hold? And it's like, it, I, th I just feel like there's such an invitation from the heart of the Father in this season. You think you've seen me come a little bit deeper because there's so much more. And uh, recently I had an encounter with the Lord and I, I remember at the end of it, I said, Lord... I never, ever, ever want this to end. I never want it to end. And I saw Jesus and he bent down and he looked at me right in the eyes and he said, it only gets better from here. And, I f and that's what I feel like, that pregnant expectation of it only gets better from here. From the place of intimacy, it only gets better from here. That in that place, he's going to awaken you to your dreams, to, you, to the hope that is in him, to the promises that he's put over your life, giftings. I feel like in this season, like giftings that you don't even know that you had are going to suddenly spring to the surface. But the Lord's really, really focusing on identity. He's really wanting us to get who we are, to understand the authority that we have in him you know, the price that he paid for us to be called sons and daughters, you know. And uh, interestingly, lately, um, I w I've been trying to juggle 
learning the having two kids, I traveling and ministry, and it you know it's been it's it's been a, a struggle in some ways. Just still trying to find my feet. And uh, not to mention, you know, opposition and, and the enemy not being happy. And so some days I've been in a whirlwind of just kind of, I, I can't see which way is up and my emotions and my flesh is screaming and everything's, you know, going crazy around me. And this little whisper kept coming into my ear all the time. It was almost audible, but it was a very strong thought that sounded like a voice. And it, all it would say is, Lana, you're powerful. I'd go, hmm don't really feel powerful right now. I'm feeling quite afraid and I'm anxious and Lana, you're powerful. I'd be washing the dishes. Again, Lana, you're powerful. I feel like I'm in the most stretching time of my life. I feel like my arms and legs, like I'm becoming Elastigirl, like I'm so stretched and just, you know, darkness is around me and I'm fighting all the time. And he kept coming in, Lana, you're powerful. I'm like, but Jesus, I'm in the fire and I feel like I'm about to get burnt. He's like, you're powerful. And I'm like, can we, can we say something else? Like, I started getting a bit like, okay, I've heard it, but I didn't get it. I kept hearing it, but I hadn't got it here. And then the Lord in his love started sending people to me. Hey, Lana, I was praying for you. I just keep hearing these words that the Lord wants you to know that I know. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm powerful? They're like, yeah. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. But what happened in that? The Lord was teaching me that in the midst of your trouble, your trial, your fire, I am calling out the truth of who you are. I am calling out the truth of who you are. Everything around you might be screaming that, you know, you can't do this. Um, This is too big for you. Who are you to speak? What can all these things? But I am saying you are powerful because of who you are in me. And so in this time, in this season, be aware of the Lord calling out your true identity. Be aware that he is actually using what is going on around you to bring you forth, the real you, not the you that, you know, circumstances tell you or other people might tell you, the you that he sees you to be, who he created you to be in him. And, those, and we are arising as, as the giant killers because we're arising knowing who we are and who our Father is. Uh, the, uh, Chris Vallotton, actually, from Bethel, he has an um, amazing um, quote, and it's just been going over and over and over in my, my head lately. I just want to find it just so I can get it exactly right. Now I probably can't. Um, I can't find it. Anyway, we'll just go, I know it quite well, but he says that the dogs of doom will always bark loudest at your door of destiny. And, they, and this is me paraphrasing now. And that he will, the enemy will come in the doom and he will bark really loudly in fear and say to you, you can't take that land. But the truth is, is that God is actually saying, you're about to take that land. Because the enemy wouldn't come and start screaming at you about it if God wasn't going to do something really powerful. So often the thing that scares you most is the, is the area God's going to use you most powerfully. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, when I was younger, 
a year, I'd just gotten saved 12 months after being saved. I had this dream, as in in my head, on a dream while I was asleep. Lord, I want to change the world. I want to be a speaker. I want to travel and I want to like speak in front of people and encourage the body of Christ. And I want to be like, I want to hear from you and be able to deliver messages from you. And you know those prayers that you pray that are really big and like at the time you're like this I know this is my heart's desire and I'm so excited and then the season comes where you have to step in and you kind of go did I realize what I was praying did I realize what I was doing oh my goodness but you know the thing is is that public speaking when I went to bible college and through high school it was my biggest fear. I hated public speaking. I never wanted to speak. I was like, oh, Jesus, I take back all those prayers. You know? <laughs> Can you please forget those? No, I know you don't forget. But, oh. And so, but the thing is, it was my greatest fear. I don't want to stand up in front of people. Yet it's the one thing that the Lord has called me to do. <laughs> you know? And so I tell you that just to encourage you that often you're great the thing you're most afraid of in the area of your calling is what the Lord is anointing you to do I feel like there's um, a clarion call that's been released in this season and uh, a clarion call uh, just in case you you don't know is a um, it's a strongly expressed um, demand or inspiration to act and in scripture um, it was often used it's a like a, a shofar a trumpet blown to um, to call for war or to, um, it has a very clear tone, it was a call to battle. Um, and the dictionary that I read actually said that it had very brilliantly clear sounds. And it was a, a call to kind of wake up, you know, that, that really strong, if you've heard a shofar, you know the sound. Um, but the thing that I found interesting is the words that I heard when I felt the Lord say there's a clarion call. I felt him say that it was in the area of intimacy. Lana, I'm releasing a clarion call across the body of Christ into deeper intimacy. Then I go to scripture and I see, but it's about, it's a call to battle. And so I'm in these two worlds going, well, I don't get it. Like, Lord, what's going on? And then suddenly he reminded me of a, a quote by Graham Cook. And, and he says, your intimacy with him is your greatest weapon. Your intimacy with him is your greatest weapon because you know who he is and you know that he's with you. And as I was pondering this, um, this thought, I was meditating on it, I have this vision and I suddenly see angels all around and the body of Christ are, are kind of standing. They weren't moving. And suddenly the angels started blowing these, these shofars and there was a call to intimacy that was being released across the body of Christ. And I had this, this sense of the Lord saying, come into the womb of intimacy. And so I saw many of the people of God start to walk through and respond to this call. And they walked through a door which represented the, the choice. I choose, because you know when the Lord says something, it's up to us to partner. You know, and, and that's what I love about the prophetic is it's, a, it's an invitation to partnership. It's an invitation to co-labor with him and what he wants to do in your life and on this earth. And so they walk through this door that represented their choice and they enter this garden. And um, I'm reminded of Song of Songs, you know, and all the beautiful come away with me in the cleft of the rock so I can see your face. You know, that beautiful, just, oh, I just, I love Song of Songs, just the representation of the, the heart of love that God has for us and that relationship. But as the people of God stepped into the garden, suddenly the vision shifted and the garden became a birthing suite. 
like where I remember, like the room I gave birth to my sons in. And I felt the Lord saying that in this season, in your place of intimacy, he's moving you and me into a midwife position with him to begin to birth in your life and in cities and nations and lives of others the very things that he's doing. So he's dr- your dreams, new visions, um, promises manifest, blueprints are going to be downloaded, creative insight, wisdom. But there's a partnership that is taking place right now in the body of Christ at a deep level that this revival, this great outpouring that we're going to step into, like I just, I, I can't even imagine in a way what it's going to be like. I think it's going to be so new, like nothing we've ever seen before, so glorious. And on one hand, I think it's going to be, you know, the signs and wonders and seeing people saved and cities taken. It's going to be amazing. But I feel like it's, it's both. It's the Lord saying, this is coming, but come deeper. In order to stay in this and to move well in this, to steward revival well, to steward the outpouring well, come deeper. Make sure that you don't lose your intimacy when breakthrough comes. Because isn't it easy, you know, when breakthroughs happening, we rejoice and we're excited and it's great. But when things are easy, you know, we can kind of, well, I'll speak for myself. I can kind of get a little bit complacent. Like I kind of, I get a bit familiar with the Lord. And, but when the pressure's put on and the opposition's coming against me and there's trials and troubles, I'm on my face you know, and I'm crying out to the Lord. There's that desperation of, I need you, Jesus. And I feel like in, this, in the outpouring that we're about to step into, I feel like the Lord is saying, you know, don't forget. You know, don't lose that secret place in the breakthrough. I am the common denominator in every single season, a stage of birthing. Whether you're in the implantation process where the Lord has given you a word and you're pondering it, whether it's starting to grow and manifest or whether you're at the point where you're like, I feel so heavily pregnant, I feel like I'm going to fall over, you know, or the breakthrough has happened. Whatever stage you or I are at, the common denominator is always him. There is never a time in our journey in the, in the breakthrough that we can say, I don't need to be as close to you like it's okay and I think we get to a dangerous place where we begin to kind of okay this is really easy so I'm gonna like I don't need to press in as much no 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 let's press deeper you know like Heidi Baker says go lower still go slow and go low I feel like there is going to be such a great increase released over us as the body of Christ uh, in the outpouring in the breakthrough as we go deeper and the Lord wants to meet with us He wants to meet with us in new and fresh ways and he cares about your heart. You know, he cares about your heart in this season. He wants you refreshed and he wants you strong. And if you're walking through the fire, I want to say to you, I want to declare over you that you are going to come out stronger on the other side than when you went in because in the fire, you're going to see the fourth man. In the fire, you're going to see him who is with you. And even though you may feel like everything is pulling at you and you may feel like you're being burnt, he's protecting you. You know, he is holding you even in the fire. Even when you don't understand, hold his hand. I say that to myself so many times. Lord, I don't understand, but I'm, I, tr- I choose to hold your hand. Yeah. You know, and in Song of Songs, it says that, um, oh, I should have written the chapter down, but there was a, um, there's a passage in there about, um, 
about ascending the mountain of God and about uh, and change. But the, the scripture actually says you must pass through the archway of trust. And in this season, the Lord is requiring from us a deeper level of trust that we are actually coming to a place where we need to step out in courage and courage means holding his hand. There is a deeper level in your circumstances, whatever you're facing, if you don't understand, I want to encourage you, keep trusting him. He's not going to fail you. And he doesn't put you, well, he doesn't allow things or allow you to walk through trials so that you will fail. He wants you to, he wants you to be the best you that he's created you to be. And even if you step into something and it doesn't work out right and it looks like, oh man, I failed that. Well, no, no, no. In him, you haven't failed because he works all things for good according to those, you know. We know the scripture. And uh, Chris Vallotton says, if it's not good yet, it's not the end. So if there's no, if, if good hasn't come out of your circumstance yet, I want to encourage you, it's not the end yet. Yeah, it might not be, it might not look how you want it to. The outcome might not, you know, might not be how you dream. But God will always bring good out of circumstance. So no matter what you're walking through, God will bring good out of what you're going through. And I can say that with confidence because that's what the word says. He is working all things for your good in this season. Um, I f- what was the other thing I wanted to... Um, the other thing that I, I have been kind of sensing and churning around and it goes with nexus points was the other words I heard was a kairos moment. I had a dream and I kept hearing this voice and it kept saying to me, in the body of Christ, they are coming to a kairos moment, a kairos moment, a kairos moment. I think the Lord actually says it over and over to me so I'll remember because often I wake up and I go, I know I had a really amazing dream last night. Now I can't remember what it was. So I've got a notepad by my bed now so I can write down everything. But in his kindness, he keeps repeating. So uh, I woke up and I thought, okay, so I've heard, I've heard the word kairos and I'm like, oh, I've been to Bible college and I've totally forgotten. So uh, I got on, I got <laughs> through my books and had a look and I'm like, oh, yeah, a kairos moment, an appointed time, the right time, a defining moment. And I thought, isn't that interesting that the definition of kairos goes with nexus points because nexus points is talking about heaven colliding for a destiny moment and then here's kairos talking about an appointed time and right now the encounters that i believe the lord is leading us into in this season are going to release us into our appointed times that there's a commissioning that's taking place across the body of Christ where he's going to begin to show you in greater ways how he's going to use you. You know, like Moses when he had the encounter with the Lord at the burning, uh, the burning bush, you know, and Moses is standing there and God says, go. And he's like, well, hang on a second. <laughs> what am I going to say? Like if they tell, say, you know, who sent me? Just say, I am sent you. I am that I am. And I feel like in this season that as we're in the fire, the fire of God is falling on our lives to burn away things that have held us back, but to ignite all the right places. All the right things in your life are being ignited right now by his fire as you press in. The all-consuming fire. You know, and Bill Johnson says that the Lord, fire falls on sacrifice, you know, and he's looking for living sacrifices. 
He's looking for those who are like, yes, Lord, you know, whatever. Before you tell me what to do, there's a blank piece of paper and at the bottom I'm going to sign my name, yes, before you tell me. Like that's, that's huge. That's a, a new level of trust. But there's a commissioning that the Lord is really releasing us into in this season. And I feel like we're going to be moving out into the, our spheres of influence, wherever the Lord has us, with the fire of God, carrying the fire of his love that's going to fall on this earth and it's going to bring such an awakening in, in it's awakening us as a church but awaken people out there that think god is like angry and causing all these bad things awaken them to the fire of his love you know the one who has fire in his eyes that just the one that loved so passionately that he went to the cross so that you can be you and i can be friends with god you know and have you know spend eternity with him guaranteed salvation and I feel like in the fire right now, in the, even in the commissioning, as the Lord releases us out, there's an impartation being released of the fire of God's love so that we can go out and be able to spread a pure, fresh revelation of the love of God to counteract what, what that this, you know, whatever this false belief is that's going across the earth that God's causing terrorist attacks, you know, and that God's so angry with people that, you know, he wants to burn everybody up. You know, but in this season, I want to propose to you that the Lord is planting in your heart and in your life answers for the world. You know, answers, but they're more than just, you know, I know the word says that up here. They're coming from a place of, you know what, I've walked this. And I can say to you through the power of my testimony that this is who my God is. And that even in the midst of tragedy... He is the one that brings hope and he is the one that brings life and he is the one that brings, brings healing. So don't, um, I want to encourage you, don't minimise the, the process that you're walking through because the Lord is building something in your life that is bigger than you can imagine. This is a time of restoration where you will see the double recompense of the Lord, the very areas the enemy has stolen from you, where he's come to kill, kill and steal and destroy. The Lord is coming to bring life and life and life. There is such an increase and it's going to be accelerated. I, I keep thinking all the time of popcorn. When you put it in a microwave and you hit go, the, pre the heat is applied and then suddenly things start popping. There might have been heat that's applied in your life right now that the fire of God, I mean, sorry, the fire feels like it's gone seven times hotter. But I want to encourage you that a momentum of breakthrough will be released over your life. Like popcorn, things will pop open suddenly because you haven't given up, because you've continued to stand. Even in the midst of fire, you've continued to just remain positioned. When all you can do is stand, stand. You know, even if you don't have to st say a word, just stay positioned in, in your heart before him. Uh, there was a, a word that I, um, I, saw, I saw recently. I'll just see if I can find it. It was by Chuck Pierce. Um, yeah, here we go. So um, I was uh, having some time with the Lord, uh, having a cup of coffee, and I was reading through John 10. And I got to John 10:10, 10, 10, and I'm like, oh, I love that scripture. And I felt the Lord say, stop. And so I stopped on that scripture, and he said, read it again. And I said, okay, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to bring life and life more abundantly. And I'm like, okay. But for some reason, the three words at the start, steal, kill, and destroy, really stood out to me. And as I 
was pondering it, I felt the Lord say, life, 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 what I just said to you, the complete opposite of what the enemy's doing. I thought, okay, I, I, all right, Lord, what, where are we going with this? And this sense comes over me that the Lord is releasing a threefold restoration of life into the body of Christ. And, uh, and so I'm kind of churning this over, didn't write a word on it, just kind of this is between the Lord and I, I write it in my journal. The next morning, I'm um, having a flick through Facebook and Chuck Pierce puts a word up. If you don't know Chuck Pierce, he's a, an amazing uh, prophet from the United States and uh, really amazing with times and seasons. And um, I, my, my eyes are drawn to this word and I was blown away because this is what he says. Embrace your turning point. Over this past season, you've been sifted and strained and you have fought for your very breath. But this is a day of change. This is a day of rearranging. This is a time that I am sending a threefold cord of empowerment into your soul that cannot be broken. Um, for many of your nerves were strained and broken over the last seven years, but many covenants that you thought would last and are lying by the wayside. I am now sending a threefold cord to reform to restore and to rebuild. I am causing my restoration of your future to begin to rise. Step into the well and the water that is now stirring and moving. Watch me begin to wash away all that has strained you. Watch me cause you to shine and watch me give you new territory for this season. Wow. I read that word and I thought, that is a a beautifully concise paragraph prophetic word of exactly the like I, the, the sense that I'm carrying for the heart like the God's heart for this season that there is new territory before you that where the enemy has come to steal and kill and destroy that the Lord is beginning to wash away the strain he's washing away the strain he's bringing a refreshing uh, across the body of Christ that as we press in, as we stand and go, Lord, I'm really weary. I'm really tired. He's saying, it's okay. Let me refresh you and get ready because you're in for more than you bargained for. You know, I'm about to release more upon you than the enemy has stolen from you. Amen. You know, and I, um, I won't go into it because I, I don't have much time, but um, I had a, an amazing um, encounter with the Lord recently where I went in to him and we went into the secret place and I said to him, Lord, you know, the enemy's been coming at me. I feel battle weary and I'm wounded and, you know, I don't know if I can stand anymore and why are you letting this happen? I was having my, you know, my weekly, monthly wind. And uh, in this moment, I, I see Jesus and he turns to me and he says, he begins to laugh and as he's laughing, I hear these words coming out of his mouth. I can hear it as a laugh in one ear, but in the other ear, I can hear it as words. It only happens in the supernatural, doesn't it? And uh, so I'm in this thing and I can hear him laughing and suddenly I realize two things. One, the first laugh I can hear is a laugh of joy that the Lord was saying, I am restoring the joy in the body of Christ. I'm restoring joy back to my people where the enemy has come and tried to put despair and fear and, uh, and hopelessness on my people. I am now releasing joy and he was laughing this impartation of joy and I could feel it bubbling up inside of me and then the laugh changed a little bit and I tell you what 
This laugh I heard could have crumbled mountains. The authority in this laugh like made my whole body shake. And all of a sudden I realized he was laughing at the enemy. And he said, you may have these words. So he's laughing and I'm hearing these words at the same time. You may have come against my people. You may have tried to attack, but your attacks are petty. And get ready because you have just positioned my people for greater promotion. I thought, come on, Jesus. And it was a, a belly laugh of authority like I have never, ever experienced in my life. And I want, to, I want to say to you today that the Lord is laughing at the enemy's attempts in your life because where the enemy's tried to knock you down, it's just positioned you for more. It's positioned you to receive the recompense, the restoration, the rebuilding of the Lord, to take new territory and to have a testimony under your belt that will see people encounter him like they, they never have before. You know, and this season, I know I look back and I go, oh, I don't really want to walk that again. I know I'll have other issues, like other kind of seasons in my life, but that was really hard. But on the other side of that, I'm looking back and I'm going, I can see what you're doing. I can see it now. I can see I'm starting to have those moments of like, okay, so all those days on my face where I was crying and I felt like I was never going to get the breakthrough that I was contending for, now I'm starting to get that stirring in my spirit that oh, it was all worth it, you know? And if I have contended and I have wrestled with the Lord and I have fought the enemy and I have continued to stand even when the fire is blazing and I can turn around and bless somebody else and that somebody else can learn from my journey and someone else can receive a breakthrough because of what I've walked through, if one life can be changed for him through me, then I'm like, that's worth it. That's worth it. And that's the perspective that we need to keep that the Lord is bigger than this. The Lord is bigger than this. And you have a great story. And it's not like a story of the person next to you. And that's okay. It's meant to be that way. Because you carry a revelation and a testimony and a key for cities, for people, for nations that other people don't carry. That's the, the beauty of you know, of the, of the creativity of God. We all have a part to play and it's not like anybody else's and it's not meant to be. So don't let the enemy tell you, you know, oh, look at them, they got a breakthrough, you didn't look at their gifting. Comparison and competition, all that stuff will kill creativity and it will, it'll, it'll stop, it'll hinder what the Lord wants to do through you. You are powerful where you are right now. The giftings the Lord has given you is not by accident. The Lord has given you exactly what you need to bring an impact into your family, your life, uh, everyone you minister to and the world out there. You are exactly positioned where you need to be right now. And it's in that place, Lord, what do you want to do? What you've put in my hand, how do you want to use the giftings you've given me in order to see revival and your love and goodness released on this earth? Don't let the enemy rob you out of your destiny by lies. Because it's not too late. You are closer to your breakthrough now than you've ever, ever been. I really actually feel like that many of you are on the brink of your greatest breakthrough. It is darkest always before the dawn. So don't let the darkness sway you. Just know that the light is coming.
the new day is coming. There is change in the air. Even um, in Brisbane, when I was driving to the airport yesterday and uh, we're driving along the motorway and I looked up and there's this new campaign. I don't know who they are. Kevin, my husband, was driving very quickly and so I didn't get to see it, on, like who it was. But it's on buses all across Australia now and, and big signs across the, um, the bridges of the motorway. And it's a pink and yellow sign and in big white letters it says changes in the air. And I felt like it's a prophetic sign and it's, it's in other states because my friends in Perth and, and all around were sending me photos. Look at this, this is amazing. And I feel like it's a prophetic sign and encouragement from the Lord, changes in the air. Things are going to turn, the tides are turning in your favour. You haven't walked this for nothing. And your best days are ahead.